0: Welcome in to the Fezic Focus Pod. I am AJ Hoffman, joined as always by the one and only two-time, two-time Super Contest champion, Steve Fezic. Steve, how are you, my man? I am excellent. First fo- first Fez Focus in like what three weeks? Or yeah, we we've take been some having other off?
1: podcasts and no time off. And,
0: and by the way, but... we'll have another one. We'll have another one today. We're going to have the uh the Sweet 16 pod today. Beautiful. But we said, "You know what? Let's give the people what they want." The people my email, my Twitter's been blown up. "Where's the Fezic pod? Give me the Fezic pod." I had a pretty good week. Uh pretty decent weekend betting college basketball.
1: Is that right? I don't I don't understand that cuz not based upon what I see on Twitter. No,
0: on Twitter, like someone who who said, "I bought Fez and AJ and I got to tell you, AJ shit the bed." And I was like, wait a minute, I didn't shit the bed. And then I see that Fezzik went 7-1 and on his plays. So basically, if you don't go 7-1, and you're quote-unquote shitting the bed. Just so you're aware of that, Mackenzie, I hope you're ready. Uh, A
1: lot of curse words to start off this pod. All right, all right.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a quote. It's a quote (laughs) from Twitter. You couldn't
1: misquote the guy. That would be wrong.
0: Yeah, it's a quote from Twitter, so we can't get that wrong.
1: You know, there's a a group that's hypercritical of me. and what happens is whenever I'm losing, I go on there, and I there's nonstop discussion about how um, I was an, I'm an old school dinosaur. the game has passed me by, and I never was any good. and all this documentation to show as such, and they're like,, I just got lucky winning those two South Point contests, you know, getting first place in both of those. Oh, no, that was the Westgate. I won the South Point twice also. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got lucky with the million dollars in, in, in cashes over my career. I mean, but the where I'm going to is there's been nothing. There's not one thread. About oh, they're quiet what, right now? All quiet on the EOG front. And so I was like, oh, must be doing really well. Shut those donkeys. That's
0: how, that's how it works. All right, let's go. Let's sh- – where do we start here? We start when we've got one with a fez tail. What do you got today?
1: All right, so I am in possession of the Seven Stars status card at Harrah's. So this is like the highest status. Card. It's the first time I've ever had it.
0: Ooh. You get
1: it by gambling a lot, but they loosen. The, now that Caesar's Rewards, you've seen those ads with the you know the hail Caesar, and Carl comes out and car, remember, Carl says, "I'm almost a Seven Stars member." I remember when I saw that commercial and I was like, you get points for betting sports. I bet sports a lot, but um, previously uh, William Hill had asked me not to play anymore, but they're fine with me. I had a meeting of the minds and they are I have nothing but nice things to say, new management, and I, based upon my sports betting just this year, I got a, I got a seven stars membership, which has all kinds of perks that um, may or may not help me going forward.
0: What kind of perks are we talking here?
1: So, pretty much, you can get free rooms when it's not busy at the properties. But my favorite right now, this is silly, is you get four free drinks and a $10 food comp a day. Just Ooh. So, and it, you can use it at Starbucks.
0: So, boom. You basically got free coffee now for the rest of your life. So,
1: I've got it down past. So, so, whenever I'm close, I drive in, and you can cut the line also. You don't have to wait in line. So, I go on in, I get my coffee. I get my two bagels because that's $9. So there's my $10 of food. And then I get three fruit juices, acacia, um, you know, all these um, kiwi, all this stuff I would never, ever get, I bring home. So it's almost like I got to go in and pick up my $50 worth of stuff. Got to. You know, so, um, you know, you, and you, you you don't have to pay resort fees. You can go to all the gyms, you know, with that you want to. So it, it'll be fun. I'm going to try to justify the... Um, it's that time of year, you know, to recharge your batteries during the summer and try to, since I don't belong to a gym anymore, and I'm always worried that that Brad Powers is going to bet me that I can't bench 200 again, <laughs> so i got to take another nickel off a good old Brad. Um, it's time to start uh, getting refocused.
0: This way. is a good lifestyle perk. This is a nice little glow-up for you, Fez. Yeah, so, I mean... But, I'm sure it's got perks for your lady as well.
1: Well, the yeah, the free room, the free spa, you know, being able to go in there. Yeah, yeah she's so. going to
0: say, don't get banished from this casino. I don't care what happens to the other other ones don't lose that probably
1: one. don't find the dealers that are flashing their whole cards. I mean, you don't not gonna do your that smashed up like in casino, but you're still, you could, that could eliminate you being in good standing. Yeah. You know, scope scope for them at the MGM properties, not at the Harris properties.
0: Well done. Congratulations. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the college hoops. Like I said, Fez seven and one to start the big dance. Are, are we feeling good about this coming week? Or do you see some weaknesses in the Sweet 16?
1: I actually, I'm concerned because I Ooh. do. And like, there's plays have like, are normally this is not the case. Normally I'm doing the work, I'm coordinating with people, and I land on plays. Right from the get-go, there were several plays that jumped off the page to me. I was like, oh, that's not right. And so I went ahead and got down. And In fact, I do have my one and only college basketball game of the year is indeed up.
0: For purchase the game of the year, yes. Okay, well, you've for got the NCAA tournament, right? No, for... this is it. This oh, is, wow. this is for everything. He didn't do a game of the year all year, he saved it for this moment, yes. This is a once a year moment, McKenzie. That's right. He now Fez does a lot of play of the days. But this is the only play of the year. I like that. Yes. I don't like multiple play of the year. And I don't like it when they'll be like blue uniform play of the year. (laughs) I don't like that. I just like if it's a play of the year, make it the one. That's it. This is my March 22nd game (laughs) of the year. Okay. Uh, You've got some great notes here about how the West Coast has fared in this tournament.
1: I have to tell you, you've got to be out of your mind, I think, right now to be backing any West Coast team from the major conferences because... And the media really hasn't reported on that. They've talked about how different conferences have done. And it's not that there's one conference that has an overwhelmingly large sample. But just in general, the major West Coast conferences, the Mountain West, the Pac-12, the West Coast Conference, they have shit the bed. They are 1-12 and against the spread. The only cover when they played a non-West Coast team. So UCLA clobbered St. Mary's. Well, somebody had to win. All right? So that doesn't count. St. Mary's did beat up on Indiana in a game that the Hoosiers were having great travel fatigue and their plane broke down and they had all kinds of trouble and they just didn't have any energy. Aside from that, I can't find a cover for any of these teams. Obviously the Mountain West, 0-4, San Diego State probably should have won, but they didn't. They did not. USC probably shouldn't have won, but they didn't. You know, USC was interesting. I looked at that game, 9-20 for from 3 for USC, Miami like one for thirteen, and USC still lost. Here's a conference that is just overvalued. So, um, so who's left? Well, we got Gonzaga left, we got UCLA left, and we got Arizona left. I don't want to, any part of any of those teams. That's for certain.
0: Yeah, the uh, even the the smaller conferences out there. Fullerton won their game, or they they covered their game by a half point because Duke basically let them dunk a basketball to uh to to end the game there uh and the whack new mexico state new
1: mexico state is is the asterisk and, and i'm all right i'm i'm doing a little geography here new mexico state's kind of next to texas yeah um i mean
0: all right I, i'm well also i mean listen the western athletic conference uh features multiple texas schools it features chicago state it, it's Sort of west,
1: and here's where I'm, I'm going. Also, <laughs> the idea, and maybe I maybe I should count to be fair, maybe I should count you know, Fullerton as, as getting the cover. Um, but even if that is the case, then we're two and 12, still not good. And the bottom line is, all these teams, even non conference with COVID, there weren't teams traveling all over the place nope. like in normal years. So, most of the non conference games of the West Coast teams are against other West Coast teams. And I'm gonna make the case the entire West Coast is overvalued. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about Coach K, who could be going into his last weekend of tournament play all time.
1: Yes, and Coach K has had tremendous success throughout his career, but I'll tell you where he hasn't had success. That's on the West Coast. In the big dance, Duke has been a failure. 0-5, straight up. I don't have against the spread numbers. They've never won a game in the big dance on the West Coast. Wow. Wow. And their margin, they've lost those games on average by eight points. And this kind of makes sense to me. Here's a team, Duke's supposed to be popular.
0: Let me just throw this guess out there. If they've lost by an average of eight points, I bet they're 0-5 against a spread as well.
1: Probably so. I mean, how but often is the,
0: Duke even an underdog? I don't even—I don't have the numbers. Yeah.
1: So. Um, but the, the, it, it makes sense to me that Duke is a sort of team, a lot of people hate Duke, and some people like Duke. So when they're playing in the friendly confines of the Carolinas, you know, where the, the the committee almost always gives them a good draw close to home. You get them out of that element and that favorable spot, and they've done very poorly. And I almost, I, I used a WWF reference to this. There was a time when Hulk Hogan, wildly popular, was in the snake pit, and they're going to do a, a feud between um, Jake the Snake Roberts and Hulk Hogan, make Roberts the bad guy. So Hogan DDT'd, uh, got DDT by um, Jake the Snake. Do you know about this?
0: I, I don't know. So after, I mean, I'm familiar with those two uh, combatants, but and I, they're going to
1: make them rivals. You know, yeah. so, and and D, and Jake's going to be the bad guy, obviously, and Hogan the good guy. Except something strange happened. The crowd went crazy. They were
0: pleased. Oh, where were <laughs> they?
1: They were. They were just. I don't remember what city that. It, probably in the south. But they they cheered for for the DDT. And Vince McMahon said, we got to put the kibosh on this. Where am I going with this? I think Duke, in many ways, is like Hulk Hogan. They're not nearly as popular as people think, and they're actually not liked in quite a bit of part of the country, specifically out in the West, far away from home. uh, Texas Tech will travel. I think there's going to be a very pro-Texas Tech crowd.
0: Well, and there's going to be a lot of Gonzaga fans there, and Gonzaga fans are certainly going to be anti-Duke. Yes. So I, I'm with you on that. Uh, okay, now, the negative about Duke we've put out there, this game being in San Francisco, the positive for Duke? ACC looking really strong right now.
1: Eight and two against the spread. The one failure, of course, a spectacular flame-out for um uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah. But, but but aside from that, Carolina is styling out there.
0: They are. They Miami, look really good. Miami of
1: Florida can't make a three. Doesn't matter. Got the greatest coach in the world, and so eight and two against the spread for the ACC. Although the Duke, um, the Duke game, you know, you could argue Duke could have covered that well, but they shouldn't have covered it against Sparty. If you watched that game, that was kind of life and death for them to win, for them to, and they should have won by three. You know, not by the eight. I think they wound up ultimately with the
0: margin. Yeah, so that's a, the ACC looking good. SEC, not so much.
1: Boy, you know, I got Arkansas in my pocket at seventy to one. I can't even earn off of it. They're in the oh, Sweet Sixteen. No. If, if if I started hedging, I could hedge in a small loss right now based oh. on the forecasts. Think about this: the SEC, their one seed Auburn is gone. Their two seed, their best team Kentucky is gone. Their third seed, Tennessee. Rick Barnes, we've seen this movie Ugh. before, gone. So are we optimistic about the fourth best team in the SEC being able to get another win under the belt after two um, real rock fight wins and ugly games against much lesser foes? Uh, I don't think so. Uh,
0: yeah. And then, you I mean, the other two teams that made it, uh, LSU and, and Alabama, just mm. not, no shows. So, um, Alabama, too, in a really, really good spot.
1: And yeah, absolutely. Like it's a poor I'd team. Lost their lost their point guard, but you know, excuses, yada yada yada. They yeah. were awful.
0: Yeah, this has been a, a really really rough tournament for the SEC, and and it does make you kind. Of, I mean. That and the fact that they're playing the best team in the country make you not confident about what you've got going with, with Arkansas right now. Maybe so. if
1: you've lost for the season, you just put it all on the money line. And
0: <laughs> Maybe that's the move. <laughs> if, if
1: it doesn't win, the dollar loan center, Maybe right that's down the,
0: the move. All right, let's look at the NFL. <laughs> I didn't say that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If we, let's look at the NFL for a little bit. A lot of trades going on in the NFL. What's the impact?
1: So I always hear about who won the trade. That's what the media loves to discuss. I don't care. I'm, I'm a mercenary. It's just what I can bet this year. That's all that matters.
0: So for you, a team giving up three first-round picks, so whatever's going to happen with those picks down the road mean nothing to you. Nothing. So, but Russell Wilson going to Denver, that's big. It's great for Denver, terrible for Seattle, because in your mind they didn't get anything back Absolutely. to Seattle.
1: Did you discuss on SOV at all the, the movie draft day? We did not. Okay, so Cleveland. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's 2014, Kevin Costner yep. draft day. Cleveland trades three first round picks to get the number one pick in the draft to get a presumably yep. a quarterback. Didn't they just do that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> really? kind of what they did.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and 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 they got you know ridiculed for it, but that was just to get a speculative rookie. I'm a huge believer. Quarterback is king. I don't care about three number one picks. How much is a number one draft pick worth? I know you don't have to pay him very much. Okay, so you can pick up. A solid guy that's worth, on average, I don't know, three-quarters of a point? I mean, your, your quarterback upgrade is going to be four-and-a-half points. It's like trade the three number ones. Get You can't win without a quarterback. Look at last year's Super Bowl. Oh, the Bengals, they got a quarterback. They went from pathetic to being in the Super Bowl. The Rams, they were in the Super Bowl. They went from being a team that would have lost in the second round of the playoffs to winning the Super Bowl quarterback is king.
0: And to your point about not caring about the, the future's things, like obviously you'd love to be in the Bengals situation where you've got a young, cheap, controllable quarterback for the next 3 years, like the Bengals do or like the Chargers do. Those are that's great to have. But you even you going year to year, you're not worried about the Browns in year five of this deal, what the rest of their roster looks like because they've overpaid Deshaun Watson, that's also not your problem. Yeah, that's that's the, <laughs> that's someone who's trying to set the 2025 season. Yeah, we'll number. figure that out in 2025. Or, or yeah, hopefully
1: by then we'll be on a beach earning 20%. So we we should be A-OK. By the way, um, I do have Watson. I want to ask you about this. As my number four quarterback, I've got Mahomes, Rogers, and Josh Allen in front of him. And I have Watson. This is just for this year. Being on par with Wilson and a half point better than Burrow and then Brady,
0: Ooh, I wonder about that. Like I, after a year off, integrating into a new offense. If I so, if I said Bray or uh, you, you, if I said Watson has better numbers than Brady, you'd like that. Yes. What about Watson versus Justin Herbert? Where do you have herbs? That's I've, uh, like, I've, I've got herbs. I'm offended by this uh, this list I, he's already. A, he's
1: a fine looking man. I got him number eight, and probably, oh, and, and he's right there. I mean, I, I just I, what's,
0: I, what's the gap between Deshaun Watson and Justin Herbert right now? I have one point. Okay, I, I feel like all the guys that you mentioned right there, like They're Brady Burrow, you, they it, they almost feel like equals to me, and that like the I do think that Deshaun, there's like a little bit of concern that. The, we haven't seen the guy play football in a year.
1: Maybe we got to wait a month before this rating. He's maybe he's got to get three or four games before this rating comes to fruition. So, yeah, and,
0: and pro- you you assume that he's been working out and staying on top of things, but he's been a busy guy. Like this has been, it's been a. Uh, There's a
1: lot though. It's it's good for your your body to take a year off
0: and not get pounded on. It's though. good for the long term, but you just told me we don't care about the long term. You're right about that. <laughs> we don't You're care right. about that.
1: I mean, it's good to be able to start the season with, you know. From all that I read about how physical the NFL is, you know, some guys just never recover. You know, like 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 even having you know f- you know the four months, five months off. Yeah. And boom, you're back at you know training camp. I mean,
0: Joe Burrow's banging up his finger in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, Deshaun is is well rested, certainly. Lots of massages to uh to you know get the body Cleveland right.
1: Cleveland does not seem like a place that he's going to get into very much trouble, based upon I, based upon what I've seen from Ohio. I think that this is an excellent choice for him to not have so? to, to avoid any issues from um, from you know maybe, pretty masseuses. Maybe
0: better than Atlanta or uh, New Orleans would have been. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I um, you can get into you can get into or Miami or
0: yeah that would have been bad. L- okay, let's talk about the power ratings. Who are the big movers for you? I assume there's been vast movement with all these quarterbacks jumping around.
1: You know, it's interesting because I'm not even going to attempt to do the bottom of the NFL power ratings because it's like so I don't know where to put the Giants right now. But the top, I think, is quite easy. And unfortunately, it pretty much matches the current NFL odds. I have Buffalo number one, then Kansas City. You know, Green Bay, it's interesting. I think I've got Green Bay three. I think I might have to lower them you okay. know, that I think that. But without a wide receiver core right now, um, they're probably too high than the Rams. Uh, Tampa Bay, with you know, comes in at, at fifth. You know,
0: and th- that's gonna... where were they dropped to post retirement? Oh, I had them below average. Okay, below and
1: a- below average. Team. Part of it's not just Brady coming back, and now the core of the team is going to sure. come back. You know, with him and Dallas sixth, and Cleveland moves up to seventh. I got Cleveland seven, Denver eight.
0: Okay, uh, t- two teams I'm going to ask you about. One is the Chargers.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chargers are, you know, it's interesting. I have them 13th, but they're so close. Indy, Cincy, New England, Tennessee, and the Chargers are all within a half game. It just happened to be that I got the Chargers the last.
0: Okay. The Indy was the other team I was going to ask you about. I, I mean, I, I think this this move from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan is a it's a general upgrade, isn't it? Yes, at least for the small. short term.
1: Short term, you know, it's really small. I've got Wentz as a slight. Let me word it. Let me see where I got these quarterbacks at. I mean, they're they're not that far apart. I've got Ryan seventeenth, so I had I've got him as an average quarterback, and I've got Wentz twentieth. So it's here, not a big deal.
0: Here's what I look at with Matt Ryan, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday on on Straight Out of Vegas uh, on Fox Sports Radio, three o'clock Pacific every Monday through Friday. Um, I said I looked at his last five years of PFF, and it's awfully similar to Matt Stafford's last five years in Detroit. Hmm. And now you're adding him to a a a much much better roster, you know, a non quarterback roster. The Colts, I think, have one of the most respected non quarterback rosters in the league.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't matter because you're just evaluating based on offensive stats in Atlanta. It's always had good. a good offensive roster right yeah, when they but, had Julio and
0: But how? And, I mean and they Ridley and, they had Calvin, Calvin Ridley was was gone last year and most of the last two years uh I mean they didn't they didn't have a lot the you know these these recent years and he's done he, they the, had the a, last
1: 18 months. And yeah. they've had a
0: really poor offensive line for a while mm-hmm. in Atlanta. So I I think this is a potential for Matt I think Matt Ryan could be one of your bigger movers over the Matt course Ryan. of the season. He's 33? He'll this will be his 37-year-old season. 37. He's 36 now. Oh. um and he'll be thir- he'll be 37 like in May I know so,
1: but... it was funny I said 33 but he's he's definitely a guy that appears to be on the decline I still you know I I don't want to tell people how to spend their advertising dollars but these Tide commercials with stone mm-hmm. with, with, with you know with with stone cold Steve Austin and ice tea and ice tea how does matty ice I don't know I mean you can you couldn't find you know someone with with uh, someone better with an ice nickname a vanilla ice Man. Um, I, I I would just put Bad Bunny in there and get him to to, 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 to have an iced drink. <laughs> but yeah, you know? this
0: is uh, Matt Stafford's thirty five. This will be his thirty five year old mm-hmm. season. It'll be Matt Ryan's thirty seven and Aaron Rodgers' thirty nine. So whatever you think those guys are on the spectrum, Matt Ryan kind of falls right in the middle as far as and an there are guys
1: standpoint. like Andy Dalton that suddenly aren't any good anymore. You know, they get sure. into their thirties. So. That's
0: entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like Matt Ryan, a huge upgrade in overall situation. And I think having having Frank Reich there can only help him. From playing in a dome, he's still in a dome. So. Sure, I th- I think that I I think if I could buy some stock, I'd buy some stock for not long term stock. I'd, I'd buy short stock in Matt Ryan. I think that he could uh, he could be he could be an upgrade this this season. So so you'd be long in the short term. You wouldn't short Matt th- Ryan. Th- thank you. Okay, you, you're, you fixed it for me, McKinley. And I that division,
1: you you, it's it's awfully nice to be able to beat up on four teams, you know, four games a year, getting two bad teams in the division.
0: Well, and and, I mean, the the NFC South, I think that that's part of why the Falcons made this deal is as soon as Tom Brady came back, it was like, oh, damn it. Wow, well, you
1: still got New Orleans and Carolina cratering around you, though,
0: right? Yeah, but I—I I mean, you thought that maybe you had a chance, like, with if all four teams were bad, you shake up four teams in a bag. Maybe the Falcons get pulled out. Sure. Now it's it, a good point. It now suddenly like, became like, okay, we're not winning the division. We're like, whatever we are, we're not better than Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, whatever we think, however we think, we comp to New Orleans and Carolina is irrelevant because Tampa's right. way better than That's everybody. Right. Okay. Last thing. You said that just being out and about this week, you feel like Vegas is back. I do.
1: I, you know, just some observations. So I was, I was at one of the locals' casinos. I don't think I've ever seen a Sunday night, 11 p.m., $25 blackjack tables. They're full. Oh, I'm like, whoa you know this is this is not just people frat boys coming out to watch the basketball games this is a town full of gamblers and i don't know did you get to some of the, the sports books during the I March did. madness
0: yep. what was your impression I was, of the same? it was it was loaded down so were the and i actually went to um i went to old vegas this weekend cuz i had dinner at the golden nugget at uh, vic and anthony's and i would say a top 10 vegas choice is vic and anthony's yeah, excellent very good spot i guess you had meat I had meat. Good mm-hmm. good get. I actually, I felt bad. I had to send my steak back. Really? Yeah. Um Over, they overcooked it? They overcooked my steak. And I think it was a miscommunication between myself and the waiter. I so I had a you ordered uh, medium rare? No, I ordered blue. Oh. Uh blue which is like below rare. So it was it's a like 36-day dry-aged bone-in ribeye. Mm-hmm. And it came out medium well. Well, hopefully and they I could said, hopefully they could reuse
1: it. You know, that's
0: what I said. I hope somebody has some use for it. I, I just don't. But they brought, and of course, the good thing about ordering your steak barely cooked is it doesn't take long to come out. So, uh, and once it came out, perfection. It was mm-hmm. it was a, a, a fantastic meal. I do recommend the spot. But then we uh, we we hopped around Fremont a little bit, stopped in going to Circa, uh, walked into Circa, very busy, mm-hmm. um, and went and played played a little blackjack and uh, helped help pay for my dinner, which was all, oh you always, I always yeah now a winning session. Uh, Fez, what a- do you think? Any hand you had that you weren't sure what you're supposed to do? You no, I, I've uh, I'm my anytime I have trouble is when I have a two or the dealer has a two that throws everything in my head off. So, uh, but for the most part, I've, I've I've got a pretty good little system. Down.
1: You know, I actually I double for less twelve against a two. You're supposed to hit it unless the count is um, uh, plus three or higher. I think, and then you stand if 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 there's a surplus makes sense. If there's a whole bunch of tens left, uh, let let the dealer bust. But the reason I double for less is it looks incredibly stupid to double on a 12, but since I'm going to hit it anyways, and then even if I get an ace, I'm going to stand. I'm I'm not changing how I'm playing the hand, and I'm just, I double for a dollar. But, like, the computer will say, oh, he doubles on 12. He's a complete and utter moron. He's like James Caan doubling on the 18. But there's a big difference.
0: I always say, like, there's a reason why the, the dealer has to yell, doubling a hard 12! Because you're doing something that they don't like.
1: Well, they're, what they're worried about is that they're worried that they've they've somehow exposed the top card and that you okay. know what the next card is. So that's really what the, the, what they're on the lookout for, not mm. that you're doing anything other than, you know, picking them up. And that's why usually there's a lot of practices in the casino that you have no idea why they do certain things. And it's to prevent things like players capping their bets or players doing something. You know, it, 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 it's meant to thwart the cheating that goes on by some players and that's why, or the advantage play. It wouldn't be cheating to just see a whole card, or in this case, a top card, and that's why they yelled that out.
0: Gotcha, but yeah, winning session, so I'll uh, I'll take it. That's all. That's always a good thing. One more um, trick in Comp
1: City, as far as ordering steaks blue. Um, Max Rubens, in his book Comp City, getting stuff for free. He says right before he leaves a restaurant, he orders steaks raw not rare raw he says and just ask for the doggy bags 20% tip they'll be more than happy when you have a 200 dollar comp you know to bring out your T-bone raw and you can just take it home and put it on the grill the next day
0: there you go that's actually a good call very good call all right that'll do it for another fez focus pod we are going to on this very feed have a sweet 16 breakdown <laughs> 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 As always, appreciate you kids the birthday board. great job in the back. And thanks to all of you for listening uh doing great football through this kind of task. Appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. We will talk to you next week before the final four, baby.